0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
1: Hey, this is Dewey from Pure Pleasure on Jabberjaw Media. I wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon for the show. It's called the Pleasure Seekers Club, and there's two levels. There's the $5 level and the $10 level. And all this is, guys, is to help support the show, help support the cost of putting the show out, um, you know, time spent uh, building the show, hosting costs travel costs to do the in-person interviews that you guys like so much Um, it all costs money and I always try to find the best deal for sure uh, because I do have a day job as well but having that support on the patreon is definitely going to help bring more in-person interviews more travel more uh, updated uh, graphics hosting websites all that stuff so um, and if you like the show five dollars a month or ten dollars a month really helps out i know it's kind of a, uh, an interesting thing with the patreon when something's already free uh, but it is always going to be free but if you want to support the show a little bit more i'd absolutely appreciate it uh you can pay either five dollars or ten dollars a month we'll try to do some special things for the patrons as well as we go um but it's just a way to support the show in a different way and uh, like I said, I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. That's the most important thing I can ask for. So definitely go over and check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast. Once again, that is patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast. Sign up today and join the community and help out the show, keep it growing. And I thank you so much.
2: Hey, this is Blasco, host of ManageMental, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. ManageMental brings you our takes on the modern-day music business and how we mentally approach the profession of management. Join Mike Mowry and myself as we cover hot topics in the industry, answer fan questions, provide insight on sales numbers, and showcase new music with a slant toward developing artists. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.
1: Are you enjoying the show? If you are, definitely head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you're listening to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, throw us a five-star rating or a review. We really appreciate that. It helps the show out big time. So like I said, if you are enjoying the show, head on over and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume podcasts. Thank you. What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpus on Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This uh, well, today we have Courtney Laplante. This is the last day of the daily dose of Peer Pleasure before we go back to a once a week schedule. That this has been 10 episodes in 2 weeks. It's been exhausting, but it has been a labor of love and I really I'm really glad to get all these episodes out there because every week that was going by I was getting more and more worried because I couldn't get enough content out, um, you know, to keep things relevant. So we just did this blast and I think it went really well. So like I said, Courtney LaPlante, she was the singer for, uh, I wrestled a bear once and also now spirit box. Spirit box is a band I heard randomly through Spotify. Um, I was back. You guys heard the Tatiana from ginger episode. I had ginger playing on my Spotify and randomly it went into spirit box and i stopped what i was doing at work and i was like this is fucking crazy went and looked who it was and then just kept playing it over and over and over again um yeah so come to find out courtney laplante uh up in canada reached out and had her on the show and she was just absolutely amazing and we had a great chat we talked about all kinds of things which you guys will hear in just a minute um but yeah, we connected on a few different things. And the I mean, you got to check out Spirit Box. Jump on Spotify right now if you want to and, and check it out before you listen, because we talk a lot about that. Um, we talk a lot about touring. It's uh it's a good one, guys. So big thanks to her for coming on and uh definitely check out Spirit Box. So uh PeerPleasure is the website. Uh PeerPleasurePod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get a hold of me. With uh, questions, comments, guest ideas, just want to say hey. Uh, I check all my email and I try to respond to everything. So uh, hit me up. I'm also on the Instagram at Pure Pleasure Pod. Same with Facebook, all that stuff. So uh, big thanks to you guys who come back week after week and respond and give comments and commentary on what you liked, what you didn't. I appreciate uh, that feedback. And definitely rate and subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about it. Do whatever you can to spread the word. The show is growing. Uh, exponentially, it's been getting really good, and uh, it's all because of you guys spreading the word. That word of mouth is number one, so thank you very much. All right, guys, let's kick off this day. Well, this is episode ten of the first two weeks of February. Daily dose peer, peer pleasure uh, coming to a close. So, without further ado, let's talk to Courtney Laplante from Spirit Box. Hello. Courtney, how are you?
0: Hi, doing well. This is Dewey. <laughs> just, hey. in,
1: just in case you didn't you didn't remember.
0: No, it's funny. My my phone my phone said maybe Peer Pleasure podcast.
1: Oh. perhaps it should say yeah. perhaps.
3: It's Technology. Not, it must
1: not be a fancy or fancy phone. <laughs> N-
3: no. I, th- I think
1: they <laughs> should change that to say perhaps. Or, yeah. Perhaps. Anyway, deep philosophical things going on right now with this. This is we, this could be a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I'm happy that we didn't finally connect and everything.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm stoked. This is uh, this is going to be awesome. This is so like I just start recording. I tell everybody this, of course, but I, I just start recording when when the fo- before I even press call. Um, so cool. I mean, we're just rolling. So uh courtney laplante welcome to the peer pleasure podcast my friend
0: thank you for having
1: me on so you're up in canada right now
0: yeah i live on the west coast okay i live on a i live on an island
1: read it by bc there or (laughs) vancouver bc what is it what's the island
0: yeah i I live on i live it's called vancouver island
1: vancouver island okay see i've been Mm -hmm. through vancouver several times, whether on tour or driving to Alaska on tour, that was an adventure, but um, I'm from Alaska, but I've never been anywhere else really in that area. We just kind of drove through. So I'm really not familiar with the uh, geography up there, but uh, is it small, small island, big island? Well,
0: hmm. I I guess it's, you know, it's smaller than like all the, the population of all the people on hawaii but it there's a lot of people here like you don't you don't you don't feel like it's an island till you have to leave and it's very inconvenient okay interesting. <laughs> so um so you like you have to take a giant uh boat like a, a ferry that all the cars go on or or fly so it's expensive to leave the island but like if i wanted to drive from the where i live on the southern tip to the top it would probably take me like 10 hours or something oh jesus fish Yeah But you know what I mean Like I don't think about Being on an island Until I have A reason to leave And then I'm just like (laughs) Why am I living On a goddamn island
1: Well See I was raised On an island In Alaska I was raised till I was 11 On this little island Called Petersburg In the panhandle And we had like 3,000 people On that island At any given time And it was tiny It'd take you 15 minutes To drive around the island And uh Yeah Two grocery stores, a post office, and, uh, yeah, like, two restaurants, a pizza place, like, that was it. So when you said island, I was like, man, maybe it is, maybe it's similar to what I'm thinking of. Yeah, there's a, there's a
0: ton of little ones, there's a ton of little ones like that around here, too. But you know how it is, like, if you grew up on an, it's interesting, it just, like, makes you less likely to leave. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's different for you, maybe you're like, I can't wait to get out of here, but... But here, like people are very comfortable. Not, you know, because you can't you can't say, oh, um, there's a show in Seattle. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go over to the show. The show ends at midnight, and I'm gonna drive three hours back home. Yeah. Because you can't do that. You know, you ever you have to everything has to be like really planned out. You have to stay. You have to get a hotel, and, and the next ferry isn't the next day till like eight o'clock or whatever. So yeah. It's just it's interesting. Thing. I've lived here for 15 years and I really like it, but it's definitely a different mentality. For people like leaving at such an inconvenience.
1: Sure. Sure. I've, I've had, um, I always ask people this, this is funny that <laughs> I always ask this to people that live on islands, but it, it's, uh, I had, <laughs> uh, earlier in the pot. So I've been doing the, doing the podcast thing for a few years and earlier, like the first year I had Aaron Turner from ISIS on, uh, who was like a hero of mine. But he moved to uh, Vashon from L.A. And Vashon Island in, in Washington, which is a super small island, I believe. I've never been there. But it's the same thing. You take a ferry to it. it everyone knows mm-hmm. each other. And he was talking about kind of uh, figuring out once you get out there, finding out things about yourself that maybe were hidden living in a big city or in a city in general where you're constantly distracted by other things where you really kind of, kind of find out some – terrifying things about yourself or things you didn't you didn't recognize before uh not sure if that's happened for you but it, i mean being there that long you've been there a while so um he was mainly talking about like going from la to vashon like it's literally like you're by yourself with your your wife or your yeah. kid and it's just oh. like oh now i'm alone with my thoughts oh yeah that's all the things i've been running that's such from. a
0: different experience <laughs> that's such a different experience from because this for me like this you know, it's all relative to him going from L.A. to a small island. you know, for, for me here, the I moved from a really small town in Alabama to this. So, to me, it was like I, I went from a place where I was like, maybe we'll get a Starbucks someday to to here. And I was like, oh, my God, look at all the Starbucks. I'm really, you know, I'm really moving on up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, it's, it, it, so it was a, for me, it was like a huge, like metropolitan upgrade. But then, you know, now since I've spent time in other bigger cities, I realized that here it's like perfect. It's just big enough. It's it's just big enough that like, there's plenty of stuff to do, but it's a, you know, it's a really small city relative to, you know, if you're in LA or New York and stuff, like you can, it, it's, it's definitely not like a giant sprawling city, like Vancouver or something. Sure. So it's, it's nice. It's like the best of both worlds for me.
1: Yeah, well, you came you came from Alabama. Whereabouts in Alabama?
0: When I moved here, I I lived in Jacksonville, Alabama, really small. Um I li- before that I lived in Auburn, Alabama, which is like a little bit bigger.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay.
0: But it, you know, college town, so there wasn't like, you know, one one stoplight type town, but definitely not as uh, not as bustling as, you know, Coming up to a place like where I live now, but then of course, you know, like if I if I went to a bigger city and went to LA or wherever, that where I live is small. I, I there's probably like there's less than a million people on the island. Let's say there's probably like three hundred thousand in this city. Okay. So it's like you know, it's like city, but you would think it was just like an adorable little city.
1: Sure. Well, it, so how close is uh, Jacksonville to Birmingham? Like I'm trying to think of we, – uh, we rarely played oh, like an anywhere hour else. Okay, so not too far. We rarely played you know, in fun. Alabama. I
0: never played – yeah, I never played a show in Alabama.
1: We played Furnace Fest. That was it. Like it was uh, – I was, was going to ask if you, you've been to Furnace Fest back when it was going on, those nice. lost furnaces. It's insane. I It's come nice. up so much lately. I guess it's coming back. They're doing another one. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what
0: is it? It's like, it's, it's, have you heard of the furnaces
1: in Birmingham? Yeah. They, okay. So <laughs> it's one of the most haunted places. I don't believe in the haunted thing, but it's, it's one of the most haunted places in the United States. And it's, uh, it's this old, uh, like these furnaces they used to, to, uh, work with metal and stuff in basically. And, and, um, it's it's super creepy. Like you walk around it's back before any of the uh like OSHA stuff, like the um workers' rights, uh so safety it was very
0: stuff. It was, everyone was just like dying all the People time. People were <laughs> dying
1: left and right, like falling into yeah. the furnaces, getting knocked into them, like uh crushed by this, blah blah blah. So everyone believes that their ghosts still haunt these furnaces and there's these big furnace stacks, um just right off the freeway in, in Birmingham. And, um, there's like all these, it, it's one of those, if I don't know if you watch like those show. there's a show called like abandoned or something like that. Um, they'd go like these places that are just like ghost towns or places that used to be inhabited that have been, you know, mental hospitals and things like that where they just walk through.
0: Yeah. I've not, not seen that show, but my, my husband loves the YouTube oh, of like people and you know, urban
1: explorers
0: and stuff yeah. and all that creepy yeah. creepy stuff so i get. i yeah i know what you mean no i've never heard of that okay. i guess i i have a 15 year old perspective of of where i lived so i you know i'm sure if i lived there a little bit longer my cool older friends and we were like when you know they could drive would have been like let's go there <laughs> let's go
1: to the yeah. lead or something but yeah this was like three or something 2003 maybe oh, wow. uh when we played the la- one of the last ones um and it, so Apparently, the way I understand it is the dude, there's a, so there's this label Tooth and Nail uh, that, I forget if it was a Take Records or something. One of these labels, a guy from that label ran Furnace Fest and then Tooth and Nail bought them and then he became like a head of something for Tooth and Nail but and stopped doing Furnace Fest. But Furnace Fest is, so like there's this big uh, like dirt pile basically under this covered area that they it's like this big ramp and they put a stage in there and a PA and everything <laughs> and everyone stands on the opposite side and it's this huge festival and like there's this huge long uh huge long dirt road kind of deal where all the merch is set up and like it's it's and then there's like a Ernie Ball tent that they bring the mobile stage to the other side for smaller. Oh
0: bands. not the Ernie Ball stage. Oh,
1: the Ernie Ball stage feel- was there.
0: Not the Ernie Ball <laughs> flatbed truck. It, that, that that stage has haunted me for years. Oh. There, it shows up. It shows up at festivals, and I remember playing on it, and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> there. not the Ernie Ball stage.
1: Yeah, the Ernie Ball stage, It's and, which totally kind of kills the mystique of the whole thing because you're playing <laughs> in the furnace area on a real stage, and then there's this truck that pulls up but makes it look like warp Tour. But we stayed the night in the parking lot <laughs> overnight, and... Uh, it was kind of it was kind of terrifying, just being in that mm-hmm. area. Like people go in there and take pictures with their digital camera without a flash. Back when digital cameras were a thing, um, and you'd get like weird apparition looking things, like in complete darkness. That was what the weird whole haunted thing comes from, but. um yeah. I would
0: never be able to stay there I would never crazy. be able to do i I'm too much of a baby to stay in a
1: place like that we had nowhere else so to crazy. stay <laughs> we slept <laughs> in the van well you we slept like underneath the van and on top of it it was so hot and uh yeah we we that's the only time did you
0: know played. did you know going into it that it was gonna be like a weird like whenever you whenever you played weird out of the ordinary venue did you already know about it going in or did you ever like you mostly just show up and go, "Oh my God, this is like an old castle or like this is a dirt pit like i all those kinds of weird shows I've ever done, I didn't really like invest enough time researching uh, the location and how interesting they were. And so yeah. I sometimes I'd show up I would like roll out of bed and be like, What the hell is what the fuck is this. Yeah. Like, where am I right now? <laughs> so did I you know wish, about that? I wish
3: like, I did.
1: I, <laughs> I wish I did. It was, it was back then. It was like, I mean, we didn't really have, they people were stud those, like trying to stuff those sidekicks into their, uh, girl jeans. Like it was, it,
0: oh yeah, it's it was the that West era. West days, yeah. yeah.
1: So like we didn't have really, I didn't have the internet on my phone or anything. And we're on tour. So like mm-hmm. there's this band we were touring with called the fear for the March of flames. And, uh, They're like, we're playing Furnace Fest. We weren't. We weren't scheduled to play it. But we're like, man, maybe if we drive out there and tour on our way out there, maybe we can get on and play. And so we toured to it not having a show. Like, we had shows leading up to it, but we weren't technically playing Furnace Fest. And, uh, yeah, so we got there. A couple guys had read about it and already had everything set up, cameras and things ready to go. I had no idea. And I got there. I was like, what? (laughs) And we're just cruising the grounds, and it was like, this is insane. And now it's, like, this fascinating thing. Like, there's tons of YouTube content on it. Um, not on the festival, but, like, this, there's this band called Hum. I don't know if you know uh, of Hum, but uh, they got back together to play Ooh. that festival. So people were coming from all over the place to see this one reunion show of Hum, which was amazing. Um, and, yeah, it was, it's just nuts. Like, I think it was a Life Once Lost first uh, – uh, Bob Meadows told me it was their first festival appearance – that one. And it was one of the most insane shows I've ever seen. Like it was crazy. It was nuts. Everyone from minus the bear to Norma Jean to, uh, yeah. Like life once lost and hum. And then, um, further seems forever. It was weird. Like it was this weird, weird thing that lasted for a few years. And apparently it's coming back. I'll
0: go there. I'll go there next time. Yeah. Oh, next time I go to Alabama, uh, my family, my, my dad and my, Uh, um stepmom live there so next time we go it's like an hour away so we'll go we'll go to the creepy hell yeah we'll see how far into the creepy furnace
1: zone we can get oh man my
0: husband loves that shit
1: he's gonna eat this up yeah after this you you have him look that up because i'll look look it up the sloss s-l-o-s-s sloss furnaces it's it's nuts i had no idea even there afterwards like we looked up a certain amount but that's when i when i said we drove to alaska on tour that was after furnace fest so We left Birmingham, Alabama and drove straight to Anchorage, Alaska six and a half days straight, uh, which was fucked up. But, yeah, it was like... That sounds like
0: like my worst nightmare.
1: (laughs) It could have been. It could be. You could try it. It's fucking insane. The the Alcat Highway.
0: I've never driven six days. I think I've driven... I think I've done four days in a row, like, across across the country, uh, across the states, like, maybe from... Maybe from like te- or not even from the one end to the other, but maybe from like Texas to maybe it's like Texas to North Carolina, no, something like that. Anyway, four days, and I and that takes such a toll on your body.
1: Yeah, it does. We had what a how we had we started with seven, I think, in the van in at Furnace Fest, <laughs> and then we picked up like friends in Portland where we're from, and then. uh then we, like, stayed the night that night. We pulled in, like, evening, stayed the night in our own bed, and then got back in the van, which was awful anyways at that point, and then brought more people and a dog, I think, and then headed up the Alcan <laughs> Highway, which is super fucked up. It's beautiful, but it's Did just... Did you ever
0: make people sleep in the... Color... I think we called it the, the trench. And so, like, some someone would sleep in the... So, like, you get the bench, and then the other person gets the trench. Like, oh, the hell yeah. Like, the space on the floor in between the the two seats so it's like all right you're you got to do a shift in the trench
1: yep absolutely absolutely and i would <laughs> stay in the trench i'm six foot five 350 pounds i would sleep in the trench because <laughs> it it felt safer to me we had a couple times we went off the road and when you off the road uh you everything starts bouncing and if you're on the bench you can yeah. kind of cling to it but if you're in that trench you you're basically wedged in and it felt a lot safer to me for some reason
0: I, under, I I identify with that, although I'm like half your size, so I can't imagine you're comfortable. <laughs> oh, but awesome. I, I, sometimes I'd sleep. Sometimes I'd sleep in those in the trench, and I would just be, you know, you just stare at like the metal rod of the seat in front of you, uh-huh. and you're just like, you am in a car accident, I'm gonna die. <laughs> like just like I'm, my face is gonna smash into this. I am too old to be making these decisions, but here I am because I'm really tired. So I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit up with my seatbelt on.
1: It's hilarious how being that tired can make you not care whether you live or die. Like, it just stops. Like, oh, yeah. It's just like, fuck it. I'm I'm literally, I know exactly what we're talking about, that the clips that hold the seat in are brutal yeah. down there. And it's yeah, scary you know, who me. cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lay down and take my seatbelt off. Oh, we're going through Montana in the snow down a giant mountainside. We're, like, what the fuck? Who cares? Yeah, if, yeah. hopefully I sleep through it. Like,
0: it's, it's <laughs> just like the dog Wundgren if he dies he dies
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: that's that's how i I always feel when i'm tired (laughs) (laughs) have you ever have you ever toured in russia before
1: no i've never i did internationally i did europe that was it i never made it to russia or australia or anything but tell me about russian
0: like have you seen russian um like driving compilations (laughs)
1: Yeah, oh, I think that's don't okay, you know, so in Russia, every one of those has videos cam. has the dash cam. Is that something to do with insurance or is that the law or something? You have to have it because Um
0: Yeah, most people have it because there's so there's so many uh accidents and, and there's so many people that uh cause accidents on purpose to to get like for insurance. Yeah. So, um a lot of people have it like just to protect themselves legally, a lot of people have it.
1: Okay, that so that's why all those videos are from Russia. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know what you're talking about. Like, and, and I actually got in a big argument with someone one time. You know, That was my stance was that there's not way more um, car accidents in Russia. It's just that way more people have dash cams. Mm-hmm. But then I looked it up, and I was actually wrong. And there are just like a you know, way, <laughs> a much, much higher percentage of car accidents and traffic violations in Russia than, than like anywhere else in the world or something.
1: Oh my God. So you and been like a to, ton
0: of, yeah.
1: you've been to Russia then touring.
0: Yeah. I've toured there twice.
1: Oh, tell me about this. Um, this is, this is fascinating. Well,
0: the me. first time I, the first time I went, we just did two shows and the way that the, the promotion company does this is it's like a very novelty thing. Like you fly in and then, you play your show in St. Petersburg or Moscow and then over which is actually this is very uncomfortable and 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 hard on you but it because it's a new experience it was like I didn't think of it that way it was like fun novelty then overnight you, you go to this train station and you you put all of your gear on a train and then you sleep in these like sleeper cars on a train so you wake up the next morning and you're in the you know Moscow and then you fly out so like that's a cool to me that's a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually pretty. You know, I'd much rather just like stay in a hotel and fly to Moscow the next day. Now in my in my experience, but the second time we went to Russia, we played three shows. Um, you know, Saint Petersburg and Moscow, and then this really small town. I don't even remember the name. So before, um, before we went, I think maybe like a week before, we were playing for a festival. And we hit it off with one of the bands that had been around this band that was like a a death metal band. They'd been around for like 30 years and they were really, they were just giving us lots of advice. And um, they were just like, Oh, you know, you're going to Russia next week. You taking the train. And I was like, we're like, yeah, we're taking the train and then we're playing this other place too. And then they were just silent and they're like, how are you getting there? And we're like, I don't know. I guess they'll drive us. And they were just quiet. They were like, Oh, you're, so you're driving there, huh? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, are you just, you know, consider not playing the show? We were just like, what? <laughs> They're like, you'll see. And yeah, I mean, it was so that we did the two shows, and then we had the one show that we had to drive like, I don't even remember. In my mind, it was six hours. Maybe it was only like two, but it's still like six <laughs> hours. And we drove to this small town, and it was the craziest driving experience of my entire life. I can't even. You don't have time for me to to explain this whole experience to you, but I like accepted my death, and I was like, we were all we were all like getting wasted, just like drinking because we were so stressed out. We were like, all right, well, let's get drunk, and like the driver was watching porn and making tea <laughs> while he was driving, and then.
3: <laughs> what.
0: Um. Yeah. You and um, it was just like in a little van, you know, like a like a kind of like a sprinter van, like it was tall, like a sprinter van. Yeah. Um. I can't explain it, but it was just like it. It was the craziest experience of my life. I like I truly. I we were just we thought we were gonna die, and on the way back, the thing that summed it all up was on the way back, we were stuck in a traffic jam. And there was just on the other side of the road, there was just a car driving like sixty miles an hour down the highway, driving like in reverse. <laughs> and we were just like, "Let's get the fuck out of here!" It's <laughs> like, insane. It's crazy. Yeah, they're just really like they just take it into their own hands over there. Like they're, they're you know what I mean? They, they, everyone seemed very comfortable and confident, just violating all traffic laws yeah. and you know it wasn't no one was stressed no one was yelling about it they were just everyone we drove with just really you know it was like they were off-roading it was amazing it's just i guess it was just you know the people that we happened to hang out with wherever they were from there that was just like part of the culture where they grew up they just <laughs> didn't give a fuck about road rules it was crazy
1: just put on some porn and and get a teapot going and so imagine
0: we're like Blasting down the highway yeah. And the guy was boiling water So he's like pouring boiling water Into a cup And then his phone's on the dashboard With porn playing And we were just all like We're gonna die We're gonna all die today It's been nice I'm so excited to die in Mother Russia Like it's crazy And I think the show we played had like 20 people at it So it was like such totally a, worth It was it. for nothing
3: yeah, <laughs> totally totally worth it.
0: Like it was just, you know what I mean? It was just like this little town, and I bet everyone that was there, they probably just came like to see their friends' band play. I don't even think they get they care about us. Yeah. And oh, one time there was a traffic jam, and the guy just looked over to the side, you know, like the 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 hills, and like there was like a farmland, and he just went off the road and he started driving through a guy's farmland, like on the, you know, like all the dirt. <laughs> Like he cut around all the traffic, and we were just going like going, boing, going. Boing. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. Oh my! I mean, I God. haven't thought about that in a long time. That was I, so much is coming back to me that I haven't thought about. <laughs> this it's, is hilarious. It's nuts. But yeah, so yeah, if you ever <laughs> go there, like, just take the train. Don't, don't get on. We're, we're not, we're not made out for that. Yeah, we can't, we can't hang with those guys.
1: Good God. They also have yeah. one other thing on YouTube that comes up with Russia is every like crane collapse or like awful situation yes. with the crane is in Russia. I don't understand. And again, I
0: don't know if it's like they're all happen to be filming. I don't know if it's like what the what the factor is. I don't know if it's like an infrastructure thing. But. God. It's, it's wild over there. They should just and that's make just a just channel. That gets caught on camera.
1: They should make a channel yeah. that's like give every person in Russia a body cam and just randomly select all day long someone else's body cam every 45 seconds and you just watch the channel and just watch things unfold. It'd be psychotic. Oh
0: man. I, don't... Those, I like those. The, the Russian people that I've met, I really, one thing I really appreciate um, about them, and it's probably similar to you, like when you've been in Europe is when you talk to people that they can speak English very well, but it's not like they're not super, super comfortable speaking English, but they are very good at it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There's just a lot of like subtleties that there's no time for because you're trying to be very direct and like communicate. So there's so much stuff that's translated. In such a hilarious like very like frank way you know what i mean like very like rather than going oh you know i really i i enjoy your new stuff um but your your first album really like that that changed my you know that was like defined my teenage years and i i just cherish it like that's what you'd say someone to be kind but mm-hmm. then some people english isn't their first language They're they'll be like your album it's okay not as good as your old one <laughs> last time you played here there was more people <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah like they're just really matter of fact because they're just you know there's like all those little subtleties of, of language just there there's not a lot of time you're talking in like a loud room and they're maybe a little flustered because they've had a long night and it, it, i mean everyone there can speak such they're all amazing how they can speak more than one language i can't even Wrap my head around that, but I love. I always. I love that. I love when the European the European people are like really straightforward to us. I don't know if that ever happened to you a lot. Hundred percent,
1: just, just because of the language. Hundred percent. I love in that. Germany, in Germany, yeah, that very thing. They'll come up and ask for an autograph, and then they'll tell you they didn't like the new record as much as the old <laughs> record, or the new record was way better than the last record, or this song. Oh wait, yeah, you guys didn't play long enough. What do you mean? We played for three hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, you should have played longer. (laughs) You you don't understand the ticket price over here or whatever. Like, what? Like, we play, we would play an hour. Have
0: you you played for three hours? Have you ever played for a a long, long time? Yeah. Like hours? Yeah. I've never done that in my life. So here's the
1: thing. Like, this is the, so like, holy shit uh, the earlier band like the furnace fest band it was it was called anatomy of a ghost and we would play for 35 40 minutes tops right because we were just going yeah. crazy and it was intense
0: yeah and no one wants to hear that stuff for an hour exactly <laughs> that's what i always would say
1: but then when <laughs> we were like, with so uh, you guys going play about 90 minutes no fuck yeah <laughs> and so like we i started touring with once anatomy of ghost broke up the guys a couple guys broke off started portugal the man and that's when i joined back up with them they had some shows with dredge and santa cruz they're like okay we're playing these you know these they're dredge's headline playing albums in full or whatever yeah i and, i could
0: i could see you guys because you can jam there's some more like you, you, i i could hear some more like fun points in the set of like you know a, a break like a jam break where it was kind of like exactly and stuff.
1: exactly yeah. and we had like so he's like oh, we're going to europe and you have to play for like two hours over there because it, I mean they charge a lot for tickets and then they do like a dance party after the show all night it's weird yeah oh
3: but,
1: yeah and so you've been it's so you've done this but like we would play you know two hours two hours and 15 minutes to be respectful like that's what you do okay and we we played songs we never really played live before we played the singles over there were songs we never played in the U.S. and you'd hear them on the radio and you're like what the fuck and we would play acoustic versions of the songs we had just played and then we would have, just to stretch it out, there was a couple clubs we played where there was no green room, and to get to the stage, you have to walk to the, through the crowd, and to get off the stage, you have to walk, to, and they wouldn't let you leave. You just make, keep wow. play, play again, play again, play again. It's like, what? Like, we would play for hours. It was ridiculous. And, but yeah, they and then they would tell you, still, you didn't play long enough. Why didn't you play this song? We wow. played every song Dif- we knew. I
0: guess it's like a different, it, that's like a different, uh, set of people, I guess your guys' audience just really expects that you know the the weird, the weird like metal world. You know, like I think people are, I think people are like, oh my god, <laughs> get off the stage.
1: Yeah, it's like you know, seven bands playing are, half hour sets in the metal world. It's it's perfect.
0: Yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. So I, you know, we're putting on my my band now, Spirit box We're putting on uh, some local shows before we go to. Europe in February, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because I just haven't, I haven't had to organize a, a local thing in like eight nine years, and so it's just so funny all the bands like willingly wanting to play longer. I just can't identify with that. I'm like, you know it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, I, can we, can we? How long do we get to? Oh, you only want to play twenty minutes? Are you serious? I'm like, are you kidding me? I would be so. Excited I'm so excited when I, when I open a show and someone's like, all right, 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, yay, we only have to play like four songs and then we get to leave. And then you can, then you get to like, just go so much energy the whole time. Like I, I love that.
1: Yeah. You say nothing and just annihilate people for 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. I, I love, I, and so now that we're, you know, my, since I'm in this new band, we're in, we're like in the opening band zone now. It's, Kind of interesting, I feel like like um I feel a lot of pressure in some way, obviously in some ways, it's our first tour, but um the tour that we're doing we're the we're the smallest opening band, and I just there's not like a lot of pressure to entertain in any way other than just playing our songs, mm-hmm. whereas in my old band, you know, we have like ninety minutes up there, and I felt like I needed i I almost felt like I was doing like a like a one woman show like I had to. To, you know, inter- I was like, I felt like the MC. Like, I had to entertain people in between songs and tell them stories and stuff. And I, I had a lot of, I a lot, you know, it's a lot of pressure, like to, mm-hmm. to, to, um, you know, to do that. So now I just, I in this new band, it's kind of liberating because I just say like, "Hi, we're Spirit Boxer from Canada," and then we just. You know, hit space bar, we just play the whole set, and then I'd say, thank you, have a good night. And then we're just, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. It's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, and
0: then I can I, just focus on playing well. And, you know, for now, I can just really focus on just playing well and connecting as, lo- as much as I can in the small amount of time provided for me and just try to have the music, you know, speak for itself and hopefully impress some people. We'll see.
1: Well, it I have for no me.
0: idea what to expect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it worked for me like i just oh, awesome. s- set the stage for this here i so i work construction now right? i'm a foreman for a for a uh, commercial plumbing company we're building this big hotel and so i i got music okay. going all day long i stopped touring i have kids now and stuff mm-hmm. and i stopped touring so uh got the career going and i'm like okay i'm going to put some music on blah 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 and i i'm trying to remember how it happened i think so like the day before i'd had uh i here in portland i had uh tatiana from ginger on the show um, and oh, cool. she was super sick and it was, it was, it was good, but she was, I mean, she was miserable and I was like, man, we could reschedule this if you want. She's like, there's really not going to be any time. So we just did it. Right. And, yeah, and, yeah. and so the new record had come out and, and, um, I was playing that on Spotify and the next, when it goes to like the next artist, you guys were it. And I was, and I'm up in this oh, yes, I'm in
0: algorithm, this, baby. Yes,
1: I'm up in this <laughs> lift, like 30 feet in the air. And my, my Bluetooth speaker's blaring, and the, uh, I forget what song it was that came on. Um, oh, shit. Is it Bel- Belcara? Bel-
3: yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. And came on, and I was just like, it was just going and going and going, and then it just hits, and I'm like, what is this? This is incredible. And then <laughs> I like skip back and listen to it again and then I was like because I was still doing something so if I wanted like I didn't want to lose the band like what band it was because I couldn't look at my phone I just skipped it played it again and then by the time I get my hands free and stuff and look at it and I was like spirit box huh okay wait a minute and then I've like went through the rest of the songs like Jesus Christ this is insane and then I think between there and lunch is when I was like searching for like, how do I get in contact with these people? And then that's when I saw oh the God. email and I emailed you that day, like the, the, to your uh vocal email and, um, or you're like for, for vocal guest spots and stuff. Yeah. And Well, the email we were emailing on, you know, of course, which one that is, but, um, yeah. that uh, on my lunch break, that's when I emailed. So like, Jesus Christ. And then I was like, kind of like searching the internet, like find out more. And I was like, I wrestled a bear once. What? How- I wrestled. So I, re- I wrestled a bear once. This is super. So once I left touring and like started doing the family thing, like I didn't go to shows. I didn't do much with anything with music. And I think that's right around the time I missed that entire time of music, to where I had heard time. the name and I had seen different things, but I didn't know anything about you guys. And then when I saw that, I was like, "Huh, okay. They they broke up or whatever. They're no longer." Now it's spirit box. and I started like reading the stuff online and, uh, started to make more sense to me. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fantastic. And so I just kept listening to, it. I kept throwing it on randomly during the week. And, and some of my guys would come over and be like, this is really good. And I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so it's, it's like, so it's like a guy and a girl. Right. And I was like, well, no vocally vocally. And like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. no dude. And I was like, you remember, you remember, cause so they knew, they know who I have coming on the show a lot of the times. So and I was like, you remember that, that that uh girl tatiana from ginger and uh they're like yeah i was like kind of i mean this is this is brutal i was like i know to check out this video and i'd have <laughs> them watch the video and they're like holy shit i was like here's one in the studio so you'd, you'd believe it like here you go and uh, so i've been like passing the, the oh band around God. but i was blown away like this is fucking awesome tunes and
0: that's so cool that's so that's just man that just makes me so happy to hear to hear like how you found us like you know we don't we haven't we have all these people that we've like connected with over the years that were fans of our band but we talk to them so much that like I don't even really consider them fans I consider them like our our friends like online you know like we keep in touch and stuff and it's I've never gotten to meet and anyone so but that likes my band like I've really only met I've been we've done three shows, so I, I met a couple people that liked our band that were at the shows. Um, they and and I've never gotten to like in real life really just stand there while I'm singing and then like see people react positively. Yeah, so I love hearing that. I love watching reaction videos of our band, and I love hearing like what you just said. It, it just gets me so. I'm I'm just so jazzed right now. Like that's just made that's just gonna that's gonna get me through the week. You know what I mean? Like my my shitty job. Like this that's the that's like the dangling carrot
3: that just keeps
0: <laughs> keeps getting us to, you know, we're like, Uh oh, that's when I thought I was done, they pull me back in. Yes. Like, we just can't we just can't stop dumping all our money and time into this because it's just so satisfying when you hear that. It's like it's working well it hits you know? on
1: so many levels like it hits on so many levels like the the thing that really got me about it was just the sense of melody because the when everything would break like the screaming is brutal like but it's so it's controlled and that's one thing like with i can't i can't explain it to people that don't do it how you can you can mm-hmm. pitch a scream and you can have control it's not just like straight up hardcore, where you're just yelling, your voice is squeaking, and you're you know you're just putting it all in there. You can harness every bit of that energy, and you can funnel it in a way that like uh, like Randy from Lamb of God, like he can pitch a scream. Like it, like I try to so basically when I'm listening to music at work, I'm trying to educate people sometimes on what what is what, and people are like, "Josh it's just a bunch of gibberish. I was like, no, like let's do it again, and then and why don't you try to do it. Like I can't do that. Well, okay, then then give it a chance. These people can, and I try to like explain it. Yeah, like pitching a scream, and then but but the coolest part, aside from that, that really hooked me was, the vocal hooks, like the the notes you choose and the 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 um, what do they call it? The the um, it's not like a melodic resolution, like where where you go in like a vocal pattern and. There's like a resolution at the end where you hit the last mm-hmm. note and you can go, you know, flat. Yeah. You can go like Poison the Well. They used to love to go flat, which would throw me off because naturally I would be like singing along in my head and then it would go somewhere else, like this really like minor, like diminished. Yeah, it has, diminished to, ha- it has
0: chord. to have a resolve. A
1: resolve, yes. It has to have a resolve. Yeah. And that's what, but the way you get, you hit the resolve right as I would like, like my sweet spot, but the way you get there is mm-hmm. so interesting that's what really pulled me in i was like this is really fucking cool and i would keep going listening to it again and again and again because i was just like man like trying to figure out how you got from one point to the next was really in my head the way i listen to music it's all separated in my in like different tracks in my head that was what really got me was like this is," i mean the music was amazing cool. that's but really bam, cool that that got you me. sound
0: like you're like secretly a vocalist
1: i well i, I yeah i guess i am <laughs> uh I, yeah. I did vocals so in both That's something bands, that I like. that I
0: that I pay attention to you
1: too. Yeah, but you you but that, you know, that's, that's, that's your art. like that's your that's your craft. But the way you, the way you get from one point to the next is so interesting. You know, it's like it's like a Russian driver you could say I guess like it's a fucking journey. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you put you it in reverse,
1: but you make it there, and but it's so cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then watching the videos online, where it's like in the studio. It was just like okay, here it comes. Okay, and then I'm watching. I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Like they never had stuff like that before. Like when we were doing it, like the YouTube wasn't very big. Like now you can find I know, anything man. you want. And but it's yeah, cool. our
0: band exists fully uh, only online. Like yeah, it, which I would rather it not be that way. But it was it if we had waited to put out music until we actually had like a full band lineup. I mean, we still wouldn't have music out and we've been working on it for like three years. yeah, so we would have just we still wouldn't have a full lineup or or even a ways to do shows because you know how it is when you're in a uh, band when you're older, it's like you you gotta you can't always just have it be like, oh, these are my friends from school. We all live in the same town. Mm-hmm. So like we don't we don't practice or do shows or anything. Like together because we all live far apart from one another. Yeah. So you know how it is. So it's, it's like the internet is so weird, um, and my fear was that it, it just doesn't really. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't really uh, like resonate permanently with people because I was in a. I was in I a bear ones that had this like sense of novelty to it and we didn't really hear, like, like, because I was a fan of I Wrestle the once before I joined the band, so, you know, I would never I would never put I Wrestle the once on to my, to my friends and go, hey, guys, this song makes me feel something. You've got to hear it. I would go, hey, guys, check this shit out. It's wild. You know, it's like, <laughs> that was, it was not, you know, we were all in bands like that, that had a time and place. Like, it was about, like, being, Shocking, like it, it, having a, a a novel idea within the song, um, whether that was a country part or like some silly clip from a movie or like a honky horn, or <laughs>
3: um,
0: and I and that's great, but I watched the lasting like re, like uh, resonance with people, like I watched it not. It doesn't have. The currency to only go so far Mm -hmm. so it's just like uh, it's really you know i was in that band on its way down so i I had a very interesting um way you know my 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 education my music education was very interesting because i went from being in a diy you know like we're all kind of like half-assing it little local band like where we were like we you know we were kind of we all started to like Quit school and stuff to to fully put everything into our band, but we just did like a couple tours and like put out a couple songs and stuff. Um, but then I went from that to to Warp Tour. Like I went overnight. I I joined my other band and I and I uh, because their singer quit on Warp Tour, and I went from that to that to Warp Tour, and then a, a, a world headlining tour immediately after. And so, like I have what I'm, so what I'm doing now, like in in this band and like opening shows and and doing that, like I've never experienced this before. I've never been, I've never been the opening band or not like wasn't calling the shots and stuff. So it's or, or had no like leverage before. So it's so it's so interesting. My my music education has so many holes in it.
2: Because well, I didn't like now.
0: naturally. Yeah, yeah. Like I so I didn't, you know what like, when we got this tour, I'm so ignorant to this stuff. Like our man, my manager, I was like, all right, so um we only have three we're only have four bunks on this bus. What about a sound guy? Uh, what about front of house and, and a tour manager? All right, we're just gonna have to get someone and bundle them into one, like you know, like a, t- a front of house PM. And my manager just laughed at me. He's like, <laughs> "That's so cute that you think that you're going to have your own tour manager in front of house. That's adorable. That you think you can afford that. <laughs> That's adorable." And I was like, "What?" Well, I mean, yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. I don't know how much how much is this going to cost." You know, I I never concerned myself with that stuff in my mm-hmm. old band because I because also not only were we doing you know quote unquote well we I also was new in the band, so i didn't I didn't concern myself with like the nickel and dime part, so yeah, this has been a cool experience uh, i'm i'm i still have that like hopeful feeling that we're like right on the the brink of, of like relevancy I feel like it's i feel like it's coming it just i think you just really need to have like that one like one song that just like really really connects with people so i'm trying to figure out what that song is and and write it
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all yeah right yeah well you mean you guys yeah, have so a just, really good aesthetic too like that's what like the videos and everything thank because you. when i came into the band brand new of course then like hearing on spotify going to the internet of course looking up stuff going through things emailing on lunch then, like going and watching the videos, then watching the studio footage. Like, there's little things. It all ties together really well in a in a package. Like it it makes sense. There's nothing out of not out of the ordinary. It's the wrong term, but there's it, everything has a flow that leads into the next mm-hmm. thing. Which which as you're discovering the band and you're going through like kind of collecting these different images and and uh, uh, sounds and everything else. It seems very cohesive, like it's very uh, well put together and thought out, like nothing seems rushed, nothing seems, you know, uh, just kind of thrown out there. It seems like everything has a purpose and the amount of content that's out there, you know, represents, you know, how long the band's been around, you know, where you guys are at. Yeah. This is where you get to build that empire, you know, that you've come from before where you've seen what it's like being on the, the headliner side and, and having that that privilege. But then working into that, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. I mean, this is a really – it's almost a blessing where being able to come up this way, you know, and really, like, build the groundwork. Yeah. You know, something that you started from the beginning. Well,
0: I watched – yeah. I watched everyone do – I watched things be done wrong, you know, and right. Mm-hmm. like lots of – I learned a lot of positive stuff. But I also just – I learned – I just learned a lot of, of you know, I learned from – my old band's mistakes, and then also just the mistakes of all the bands that I was around that, that we were touring with and stuff. So it's yeah, I, I hope that I like absorbed as much information as I, I can, but then I also have had four years off of of like relevant touring experience. I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't done any when I did these shows this year, it has been four years since I performed. We did three shows and one we just hopped on a bill in town just because we were going out to um a couple pro- uh, province over to play two shows with the band misery signals uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. and so we wanted we wanted to like not have their sold out show be our first show ever so we were like <laughs> oh let's just jump on a bill you know like break the uh break the the ice there so um just mentally, that made me way less stressed out, um, and it it was it was really cool. But I we have like I said, we have so much to learn. I that's the thing that I've missed the most of touring is just being around other people that understand what I'm trying to do.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: been really lonely. The internet's great, but I don't. I never made like super best friends with a lot of the the people that I toured with. You know, I keep in touch with them, but. I don't feel um I don't feel comfortable being like tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> you know what I mean like I <laughs> oh, I'm your student like do this and that and so um you know so I I just feel so like my, my husband and I feel so out of the, out of the loop like we don't really whenever we go to like Nam or we go down to LA or we go to a show in Vancouver where we you know to see our, an old friend's band plays coming through town it just like it just makes us so happy it's like we're in our it's like this life that I'm in right now is like a fake alternate reality
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then when I when I'm around other music like music people that's the real me because usually it's the opposite it's like if you don't you know, if you work nine to five, then you, you have your little show every once in a while. That's like your escape. But for me, it's weird. It's like the opposite. It's like this is my this nine to five life is like I'm being a am it's like a fake person. It's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not being myself. And then when I'm around music people, then I'm finally getting to be myself.
1: It makes sense. You know, it absolutely makes. Sense. Yeah. There's some people that just aren't meant yeah. to, to work the nine to five. There's a lot of them. No, and that's what keeps things moving. It. That's what makes life interesting.
3: People <laughs> that aren't meant
1: to do that, entertain the people that are like, it's, it's, it's part of life. Like it, not everyone has it. And some people do. And the well, people that do have it, it, that's why there's artwork. That's why there's creativity. Cause not yeah. everyone is creative. You know, not everyone, there's people it that are very
0: mechanical. Something there's my, people that That my have, husband and I are good at. Yeah. You know, that isn't music, but I don't know what, it, I haven't discovered that yet. Like, we have to that's like our goal. Like we have to figure out what else we're good at. But we haven't. <laughs> like I just real I'm not good at anything else. I really I'm not. Like I, I I haven't been able to figure it out and neither has my husband Michael. Like um our bass player Bill in our band, he um he kind of went through the same experience as Michael and I where he was in a band that was doing a ton of stuff, touring all over the world, playing big festivals and Mm -hmm. like opening for huge, like doing like arena tours, opening for people. And then he left that around the same time that we left our band. And uh, he had to figure out, you know, he lives in Vancouver, a very expensive city. He had to figure out something else that he was good at. And uh, he turns out he's like an incredible barber that's what, that's what he does nine to five. Oh, there you go so at least it's something that he can you know he feels he feels passionate about it he likes learning about new techniques he, he takes a lot of pride in it he's working really hard yeah. um to, to be you know really self-sufficient and and run his business but i have we don't Michael and i don't have that like we don't <laughs> we do, there's nothing what are you it's guys we doing work, for work? we be do like we We do data entry. At, we work together the same hours. We do data entry um, for like uh, nurses and stuff. It's like all their paycheck. we do payroll essentially.
1: Oh, weird, okay. This is really
0: complicated because we have like twenty thousand employees. Yeah, so all day, I just listen to music and podcasts, and I don't talk to anyone. We don't I don't speak like all day. I just listen to podcasts and music and just enter data. And wow. it's a very, it, and it's a. The reason we have this job is not because we're like passionate about entering data. It's just it's a it's a well-paying job relevant to how you don't need any education or anything for yeah. it. Yeah. And it's the perfect touring musicians' job because we're casual workers and we just work. We take full-time work when we feel like it, and then, for instance, like the tour we're doing in February, we don't have to book off work or anything we're just not working during that time so oh, it's, it's perfect for it's perfect a casual worker um wife is great for that i mean it's bad for the other side we don't have we don't have benefits we don't have sick leave all, all that stuff but um it's really it's cool for the, the the reason that we have it it's finally i think gonna pay off We just we've been working there for three years you know, hoping we'd be back into touring
3: mm-hmm. at
0: some point so we held on to the job um so it's it, it's a great job if you're an introverted person which I'd be very happy to not speak to anyone all day not to deal with people so
3: really?
0: I but yeah that's I'm very I'm very introverted I'm just a I'm an intro I'm a extroverted introvert I'm an introvert that's good at being extroverted because uh-huh.
3: I have to yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like to
0: network And same with you, you know, like, it's just part of, I think, being a band dude, like, you're just so you're, you're so used to having to be like stuck with a bunch of people you just met. So you're, you're good at like shooting the shit with people, right?
1: Yeah, I always love that. I always like they always used to call me the fanboy because I'd be in other people's buses hanging out i was like well they're like like warp tour i'd be i I would be cool all day because we didn't have a bus we had a van with broken air conditioning and i'd made friends so i could be in people's buses with video games and air conditioning all day and they're like man you're just totally fanboy i was like get
0: the wi-fi password yeah get the wi-fi password and get on that bus
1: (laughs) (laughs) then the guys are like how are you getting all these people on your podcast i was like uh do you remember me hanging out with them back when you were calling me fanboy (laughs) oh yeah, I guess, I guess that worked. And I was like, well, yeah, it wasn't fanboying out. I was like, yeah, I like this band and I'm going to, we're backstage, we, we are on this show, so we are going to hang out. And it's just something I've always enjoyed doing is, is talking to people, but it's, I can be introverted at times where there's times, like a lot of times at home, I don't say anything (laughs) because my kids are yelling and screaming or doing whatever. And I'll just sit there quietly and my wife's like, what's going on? I'm just like, "I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'll like at work and stuff, or like, of course, on the podcast, just talk all the time. It's it's just comes easy, but it's it's uh, something I used to get made fun of a lot, because they're like, yeah, you know, oh yeah, I met so and so, but uh, yeah, that's it. Like, what did you talk to him? No. Okay, well, that's your that's your deal. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, um, I think that that's why I really like I like I love listening to podcasts, and I like all the different educational ones and more um like a stricter format but i i mostly am drawn to like they really like conversational
1: podcast. oh yeah that's the that way more, that's,
0: that's just what i enjoy
1: it's preserving it's pre- preserving that because like the internet brings us so much closer together but pushes us so much further apart in different ways kind of it kind of turned the world inside out to where yeah we're connected to like you're in canada right now and we're not on a long distance call like it's it, yeah. You know, but at the same time, you know, the, with the, you know, you can be, you, you could be in Portland and Canada and be in a band together and never practice. Like, you know, you're sending files back and forth and you're not having that. Uh, like, even over the phone, like right now, we have no body language going right now because, uh, you know, my hands could be going all over the place, like accentuating things. You wouldn't yeah. see it, you know? but it still works yeah so i love doing these in person so i mean i would eventually i would love to do another one of these with you in person when you guys come through portland because i love it there's just such a better connection as far as on a whole nother level um doing it face to face but like uh it's it's yeah it's it's the conversational podcasts are are i mean it's all appointment listening i think is what who's who said that jay moore the comedian You don't get a lot Mm -hmm. of bad reviews on podcasts because people listen to it because they want to hear the guest or they like you or, you know, like they listen to it because they want to, not because they have to. Like it doesn't just come on the radio. So like they're not forced to sit through it. It's this weird thing where there's like a lot of positivity because you, you only hear from the people that listen to you who, you know, already want to listen to it. You know, like someone will type in your name into Apple and iTunes and this podcast will come up, you know, that kind of thing. Kind of like with Spotify, where it was like, Oh, you'd yeah. like this band because of this band. And it's it's uh it's interesting. It's a weird thing.
0: Are you kids old enough to
1: understand what? What was that?
0: Like old enough.
1: To- oh, you're cutting out you're cutting out a little bit.
0: Can you hear me
1: okay? Uh kind of. You were cutting out a little bit there. I didn't hear the last thing you said about it was something about kids?
0: Yeah, I was. I was just wondering. Um, tell me if you can't hear me because oh, I I, can hear I have now. horrible reception in my house. Okay, I was like, I usually just go like a weirdo. I go I'm, like I'm in my my bathroom and my slippers and I just go like stand out on my patio and talk because I I can't ever hear anyone on my fucking phone. But <laughs> I um, but I was just wondering like, are, are your kids old enough to um. Do they understand like what podcasts are and um like what you used to do in your in your bands and everything? Or are they really young?
1: No, they're they're young, but they understand like I have a stepdaughter who's twenty and she knows all that stuff. Um what I do oh, okay. and, and so all that like, stuff.
0: That's so interesting.
1: But my kids, my 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 littles, the the Grayson so it's interesting. Grayson has special needs. He's got like a, a it's kinda like autism, but it's it's not. It's, it's no, it's it's uh an actual Deletion on his 10th chromosome that causes all these issues so it mimics autism but it's it's a full-on genetic uh like abnormality kind yeah. of deal um, anomaly um but like he, sensory stuff he, exactly. my, my little brother's autistic exactly yes yeah. yes yes and uh so he he's eight but he in his mind he's about five so he he, he mm-hmm. um he always says dad do you have podcast today and yeah like before i came to do this uh you know he's like can we do my 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 podcast and so I'll turn on my phone and push record and do an episode with him like you know 5 minutes you know and just talk about the day and then he wants to listen to it and so he'll he he understand he knows I play I show him videos and stuff and he sees what I do and um he's, he's more interested in what I do now. Cause it's like with cranes and, and big equipment and things like that, which he loves. Yeah. But my daughter yeah. uh, also, you know, you got a podcast today. Yeah. You know, Who are you talking to? Like she's, she's six and she, uh, she's totally into it. Like she, she knows all about it. She, um, the logo for the show is this, we call it the pleasure skull. It's uh like a three eyed skull with mm-hmm. the headphones on and stuff. It's my buddy West drew it up. And she's afraid of everything. Like, she's terrified. And she calls skeletons skinnies because she's afraid to say skeleton. So she calls them skinnies. So she says, Dad, your skinny's probably a nice skinny. I'm just going to think that because I like it. And so she has to, like, tell herself it's a friendly skinny. And she puts it on everything. Like, she put all the stickers I had. She loves stickers and uh yeah, she wears the shirt that had the, the printer that did my other shirts um, made some their size, uh, like baseball tee style. And uh, she wears that around and tells her friends, like, you know, it's my dad's podcast and blah, blah, blah. But it's
3: that it's is kinda so cute.
0: cute. That like makes like any time you have to like clean up your kids shit and puke like uh-huh. th- it's those moments that makes it. <laughs> like, your daughter calling skeletons skinnies? That's the cutest yep. goddamn thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> she's like, how can and... you punish them when they're bad? Oh, man. So cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, she she has words for everything. Like, if she's afraid of something, she'll just change it. Like, But, yeah, yo, Dad, you know what's inside us? I was like, what, honey? Blood and skinnies. Oh, okay. Yeah, because oh, she's God. just all about that. And, uh, yeah, it's really funny because she just, yeah, to change it in her mind. I, I sometimes I feel like I don't want to say this so I'm say it this way. But yeah, it's a it's a friendly skinny because he's smiling. And I was like, "Yeah, he kind of is." That
0: is so cute. <laughs> Man, kids are so cool. I they don't are. I don't I'm, I'm not around them very much. So like like anytime and I don't have a lot of friends with kids. Um our our drummer in our band Ryan, he's he's not going to be able to uh, you know tour or anything like that because he actually just recently he just had a baby okay. um and and so it there's just uh there's just so many interesting things that I've learned um from him in the last you know like nine months or so that his son's been born like they're just so they're amazing there's just so many every day, like a new interesting thing happens with those kids with kids. It's and it's crazy. like, I can't even comprehend. I can't even comprehend what it's going to be like when his son starts talking and stuff.
1: That's the you best is like, when you can right have a now, conversation with talk. them. You have a conversation with them <laughs> yeah. and they talk back and they understand what you're saying. It's the weirdest thing, but it's also, I mean, it can be, you know, sometimes they don't shut up and they just keep going, 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 going. And it's like, ah, oh, stop talking. But then you sit back and think about it. You're like, this is pretty incredible. Like, they learned all these things from you, which is also scary because they learn a lot of bad things from you as well. So, my son has yeah. quite a interesting vocabulary. He'll just repeat, screaming yeah. these, you know, fucking assholes, fucking assholes, all through a store. Oh, my or, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Call my daughter a fucking bitch. And your bitch, <laughs> cord, like, your bitch, your we bitch, core, Like, word. he just keeps going. I'm just like, God, no, stop. And my daughter just you know lets it shrugs it off. They love the reaction.
0: They love the reaction. Yeah from you,
3: you know. Yep. Like
0: um I I just was at I was just at someone's house who had like a a three or four year old and the mom their the the baby or not a baby, it's a you know, toddler whatever, her her mom is Scottish and has a really thick Scottish accent. So she's at the age she's at the age where like she has her parents' accent still, even though she lives in Canada, mm-hmm. and so she she has a little Scottish accent, and I was playing with her. I was doing a puzzle, and I was just like, I was just being a jerk on purpose, and like you know, being like, oh, do I put this piece here? And like, so that that she could go, no, you, no, you will put it there. And then I'd go, oh, I'm so dumb, you know. <laughs> and just we were just having fun, and then um, I put a puzzle. I, I was just pretending that I I was too weak to pick up the box. Go, oh can you, can you help me i i'm so weak you're so strong blah blah and she grabs the box from me and she goes oh for fuck's sake <laughs> she grabbed the box and i had to be like and i had to be completely frozen because if i laughed at her then i knew that she would know that if she says for fuck's sake that i'll like it will make grown laugh and give her attention <laughs> so i just was like what did you say and she said, "I said for fuck's sake," and I was like, <laughs> "What does that mean?" And she's like, it, "You know, when you're not doing something right, for, you, for fuck's sake." For fuck's sake. <laughs> and I told her mom, we were just crying, laughing about it, but I had to, like, in front of her, I had to be really calm and like, don't laugh because oh. she's gonna love it and she's she's gonna know that that's gonna that's like the money maker. It's like for her.
1: That's the hardest people, but... thing in the world is to not react. Uh, if we were driving in the car the other day, and my wife's driving, and, and my son's in the back, and he he talks to himself like he's convinced he's two people. There's Grayson, who is him, <laughs> and then there's another kid who talks to him or for mm-hmm. him or whatever, and he says his name's Gerbert, uh, which is Gilbert. How he says Gilbert, and I don't know where yeah, this came Gerbert. from, but Gerbert, <laughs> who are you? I'm Gerbert no, you're Grayson. He's like, no, that's Grayson. Where? I'm two people. Anyway, he's talking to himself and he's like, Grayson, you shouldn't have said that whatever. You're such a, you're just an asshole. You're an asshole. And my wife's like, don't, don't talk to my Grayson that way. Like, you know, no, in trying to be nice about it. And and (laughs) so he's sitting back there and he just goes, hi, Grayson. And then hi, asshole. And totally,
3: oh totally my god! Talking really to the keep other
1: it together. guy. Keep it together. Yeah. yeah. Hi, keep hi, Jason. Hi, hi, asshole. Oh my god, we're
3: both. You can't dying. laugh. We're you dying. Laugh. We're in the
1: front seat of the car. It's dark. We we made it through, but it was hilarious. And just man, he just they're turned so it interesting. It's fucking weird.
0: It's my weird. little brother got my one my, my brother who's autistic. He's he's in his mid twenties now, but when he was a kid. He did some Buck wild shit that was amazing, like legendary in our family, but like you can't laugh at the time. Like now we all laugh about it. But at the time, like there was this one time when he was like five and we were at um, my dad was a basketball coach and we were at we were at the NCAA tournament in some in, I don't know like Indiana or something. And my mom and my grandpa and my, my two little brothers, we were all in an elevator. And this guy gets in, this really obese guy gets in the elevator and he goes, hello. And and we all go, hi. And then my little brother goes, hi. And so you have to imagine this, like the doors are slowly closing. So we're stuck in there together. And he goes, hi, Mr. Big Fat Man. (laughs) And like, like he turned from a sweet little angel into like this evil devil kid, Mr. Big Fat Man. Like (laughs) as the doors go ding and we all are stuck together, and obviously my mom was like, his name's McCormick, he's like, McCormick! And he was, and he looked at her and he goes, well, he is! And the <laughs> really dude, is. like, the dude was obviously like a saint, and he obviously had had a lot of experience, you know, he must have kids, you know, kids, mm-hmm. and been around kids, because he was like, a, you know, a literal saint, and was just like, oh, it's okay, you know, we're all, some of us are bigger than others, you know, like, he was just so he was like just the nicest person but when those when those when those doors opened we i was young enough that i obviously even now that happened it's my little brother so i was horribly embarrassed but my grandfather like an old man i've never seen him move so fast he had to sprint down the hallway of the (laughs) hotel and leave us because he couldn't laugh if he laughed around them then he would have learned oh if i you know that gets, it's funny. So he would get negative, whether it's attention, good or bad, oh, but nice. that, man, there, just because of all this sensory stuff, mm-hmm. there's so many funny things that, that we, that my mom had to learn a lot about as a, as a mom growing up with him. And it's funny that, you know, now I never, he was one of those kids where like our, our his our therapists and doctors and stuff for him, they were just like, you know what? He's never going to graduate from school. He doesn't, he's not even going to be in school. He's not, he's never going to have, he's going to live with you for the rest of his life. You know, like he's mm-hmm. never going to develop in any way. And, you know, it's so funny. My He moved, he moved to another province a couple of weeks ago, or sorry, a couple months ago with his girlfriend and got his first ever You know, real job. Like he works. He was doing. He's a manager at Walmart, and he just called me last week to say, "Hey, I'm getting married." Whoa! It's just like I know. Like it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's so weird when they're that age, because like the age of your son, because he just the the like the depth of like how quickly they'll develop, and then also have backsliding, Uh and then go back, and then backslide, like. It's a roller coaster, man. Yeah. But the sensory things it kind of, it makes them such a different person that, like, they have such a unique perspective on life. And so there's a, as a parent, like, it's just, it's so interesting because they just, you know, they absorb stuff differently than the other kids.
1: Yeah. He's got, like, a, a fascination with death. Like, he, he wants to get mm-hmm. hit by a car. So he'll go stand in the middle of the street any chance he gets before he gets in the car and just stands there and like waits for it. Like wants to get hit by a car or a train. He told me this specifically. He wants to get hit by a car so he can get died like Papa. So my my dad died in September and and so he's still coming to grips with that. But he's so he's like, I want to get I want to get hit by a car so I can get died like Papa and they can put me in the uh they can put me in the, the trash like Toy Story 3. So, like, at the end of Toy Story 3, they go in some big trash heap bin, and, like, they're going towards the fire, and they kind of accept death, and then they get saved. But he literally watches Toy Story 3 at the end because he wants to go get died so they can throw him in the garbage, like, Toy Story 3. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. Like, it's morbid, but it's funny because he doesn't quite grasp it that, no, it's over at that point. But he... Like, he doesn't jump in front of cars. He'll go in a street where there's no cars and just stand there and kind of, uh, like, stimmy a little bit. Like, where he just kind of shakes his hands and kind of, like, he's excited. Like, oh, man, I'm in the street. And He sounds like he's going to be an artist. It's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, it's terrifying. He sounds like an artist in the making. Yeah. He called me a – what did he call me before I left for the – he was telling me how much he loves me and all this stuff before I left for the podcast. And then uh, he he called me a stupid – he called me a stupid bullshit father. Or something like that, or yeah, a stupid bullshit father. I love you, though. I'm like, what? Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just he doesn't he he, oh. he like strings swears together in ways yeah, that are just yeah. incredible. I mean, it's just it's a it's a whole nother art form, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's it's, a got to, journey. it's so
0: it's so weird like having to explain death and stuff to kids because. It's like, when someone tells me that they've lost someone important to them, it's like, I I haven't had that happen to me yet, Mm -hmm. and so I don't know, it's just like, I I think it's, I don't know if it's tiring to have everyone all of a sudden, like, the whole mood changes when you tell them, you know, and then they go, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I'm sorry for your loss, and you just want to, like, move on from it, because you're like, that's not what's defining this conversation right now, I just was giving you context, but like Mm -hmm. kids, like your son, the way that he's dealing with it, it's, I hope that it's like refreshing to you and gets you out of that, having to explain all that stuff to people all the time. Oh yeah. I know that's, I, I, I know that's gotta be, that's like one of the parts about it that's so hard is like having to interact with other adults about it. You know, and then sure. we all we all do the same thing to you. Like we all go, Oh, I'm so sorry. But you know, and you're, you're something. and then they try to like emphasize in a weird way and go, Oh yeah, well my uncle died and well, I <laughs> yes. just like yes, yes, I know. Like we don't need to have the the sadness Olympics, like just yeah. accept that I'm sad.
1: People have a hard time know, with so. empathy and finding the right I mean, there's really no right way, like it's 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 fun. We watched. We went and watched that Mister Rogers movie last night. Uh, with oh, Tom Lord. Hanks. It was yeah. really good actually, but like the, he yeah, he's it was sitting some there. Cry Central. Yeah. Did you see it?
0: No, I just don't feel like crying and sobbing for two hours yet. So oh I'll see man.
1: It. Okay. Well, he says something in there that's profound. Like he says that uh, death. People have a hard time talking about death, and that uh, you know death is is. Uh, uh, what does he say he talks about it being um human which means it's it's mentionable mm-hmm. and he basically he basically strips it down because they're asking him how i mean you deal with you tell kids about cancer death uh mm-hmm. things that parents are afraid to talk to him about and he just like whittles it down i won't ruin it for you but he and because I, I can't quote it exactly but he he whittles it down so simply that it's kind of re- refreshing like huh yeah, I guess you're right, Mister Rogers. Like it's, it's uh, it's weird. So when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I don't want to ruin it for you. But um, it's it's just the way. Yeah, it's weird. Like how he dealt, he deals with empathy and all that stuff. It's, I don't know. It's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, dealing with that with through with my kids was interesting because my daughter. I mean, she would internalize it, and then you know she yeah. she didn't want hugs. She didn't want she, when I came downstairs to tell her. She didn't want me to tell. She's like, no, don't tell, don't tell me, don't tell me. So she knew something was wrong. And, yeah, and my son, yeah. the last time he visited the house, my son literally, who doesn't do it, he'll give you a hug real quick and or like a kiss is where he puts his head down and kind of bonks it into you. And um he my dad was out yeah. on a on a on a rocking chair on the porch, and my son just went up and gave him a hug and didn't let go and just kept saying, It's all right, Papa, it's all right, Papa, for almost 15 minutes. Like it was almost like he knew. It was the last time she he would knew see he him. needed a big hug. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like he knew it was the last time he would see him. And my daughter, you know, don't tell me, don't tell me. And then, you know, three, four hours later, she'll just come up behind me on the couch and just give me a big hug from the back. Like, her, she she oh. shows her, you know, she's scared to react um, to things like that. But then she'll kind of come out in weird ways, just kind of come up and give you a big hug or, or tell you something nice or or make you something and uh that was like Aww. really refreshing and cool because it was like wow that's really you know really thoughtful you know she wasn't trying it sounds to...
0: like you have some you have some good kids
1: I I do it's it's they're they're I mean they're wild they're animals but they are really cool like there there's days I just want to yeah. get away forever <laughs> just, like just get the car yeah. drive and then there's days where I'm just like blown away like wow you're a little human that knows what you're doing like oh yeah we can do this and this and this and you know my daughter at the dinner table puts her fist down and just shouts i demand equality like what the fuck like who are (laughs) you you know
3: like
1: oh my god yeah
0: well i know i know i hope that you i hope that you have some time in the new year for you guys to like take some time away from everything Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and then it's just like that happening to you, and then Christmas and stuff, and it's just such a stressful time of year. Yeah. Anyway, like, I hope I know you're probably so busy with work, but I hope that you guys can get away and just hang out together. You know, like you're just having to be so strong for everybody else. Yeah, that's the plan. You, know, you don't have time.
1: You, yeah,
3: that's
0: the plan. You for gotta sure. get someone's gotta take care of you.
1: Yeah, we'll do some camping. We'll do some. We're talking about next Christmas not doing Christmas at home, like going somewhere and kind of gifting an experience rather than presents and kind of go somewhere cool. I think that – yeah, that's cool. And maybe – or do something that everything gifted is secondhand, so like thrift store Mm -hmm. or something of yours or something you made. You know, trying to teach the kids that too because they get so excited about presents, but this year they were so thoughtful about, oh, so-and-so likes this, so they'll love this, like – and thinking about it more than just, oh, I'll buy her this and this and this. It was like, no, she'll like this because of this or, you know, it was interesting. They're starting to grow up.
0: Every time that happens, you're just like, yes, I'm succeeding. (laughs) My kids are good humans.
1: Yeah, exactly. It gives you hope in the dark days where it's like, God, just shut up. So.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, like, with your son, like, you know, even if he never does like the things I was telling you, like what, of my little brother, Uh like, he never says he never he has never said like i love you or hugged but then th- when he moved like now that he's getting older and i think now that like he has his fiance who's like really teaching him a lot about relationship
3: mm-hmm.
0: when he calls my mom he says i love you mom and he never did that but like he, but the thing is even if he never did that we it, we wouldn't care but it just it's so interesting how they sometimes even at his age now, like they, it's just, they have such a different experience than everyone else. So yeah. you you learn a lot from them about like what, what their experiences are. So yeah. I've, i learned a lot. I've learned a lot about that stuff from him. So I, it's, it's cool. I'm really happy that he can say that and express love in that way now. But I also would have been totally content with him, not, you know, cause he loves us. He just doesn't know how to verbalize that.
1: Yeah. And being a being a, I feel like for my daughter growing up right beside him, like there's a lot of things. I mean, we have to leave a lot of places early, uh, like things yeah, that affect yeah. her in a way that I will kind of worry about later. Maybe she'll have some resentment, but she really doesn't. She she cares about him so much and she stands up for him. If someone was like someone was that's picking great. on him, she actually gets in their face. Leave my brother alone. Like freaks people. Yeah, it's like, awesome. She is. She protects him. She explains to the neighbor. You know that you know he has special needs, and and the neighbor tries to say, well, to her kids who are friends with my daughter, um, they they asked you know what special needs, and they said, oh, his brain's just not fully developed yet, and and we're like what? And Corey even said at six, it's like no, that's not what it is,
3: and lady, it is. and
1: she's like, to this adult, and it's like oh my god, like,
3: yeah.
1: Anyway, it's a it's yeah. a whole. It- yeah it's a whole thing but it's 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 incredible to see where people end up and i'm i'm really excited to see where he gets to you know because we don't know they they told us he wouldn't talk they told us he wouldn't you know walk they told us all this thing it's like what are you telling me these things for he's done all of these things like it's it's crazy like don't
0: one you know one thing one thing that my brother hasn't grown out of all the physical stuff you know like i'm your son i don't know if he has things or you know like clothing certain clothing just really bothered him certain sounds like yep, he certain, hates you know tag, he cut the tags out of all his, his clothes because he can't bear to have the, the sensation of the tag on it you know that kind of stuff yeah um but one thing that he doesn't hasn't grown out of that i is something that i love about him so much is that um he hasn't he doesn't understand that it's not appropriate when you think of a really funny thing for you to just start bursting into laughter because in, in, you, you thought of a funny memory, all like, you know, just at any point. Yeah. And that's like my favorite thing about him because we'll just be talking about something serious and all of a sudden he'll just start giggling really hard and I'm like, all right, what did you just think about? And it's like, I just was just thinking about five years ago in this movie I saw, you know, like <laughs> this joke. Like, has not, you know, just it just went in his head, and that's that's like my favorite thing. I hope that he never stops doing that.
3: That's like, I hope
0: that he never figures out that that's like socially unacceptable because it's my favorite thing about him because it it just always makes everyone around him laugh when he does that.
1: That's awesome, and it's totally,
0: even though we don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Sure, (laughs) yeah. Oh my! That like God. my favorite thing about him. I'd be getting ready for school or whatever, and I would just hear him in the shower, and just start just giggling because like yeah, he just thought of a funny joke. Oh. He was like, oh, <laughs> he's <started> giggling, <laughs> like, oh, he just thought of a funny memory. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it will definitely be an adventure for you. Like there is, you never, you just don't know how he's going to turn out. But I guess we don't know how any of our kids gonna
3: turn out.
1: Sure, exactly. You never know what's going to happen. It's always, it's just a not a crapshoot, but it's just yeah. If you knew it was going to happen, it wouldn't be a, any point. Like it, and it would all change anyway It would everything would affect yeah. everything you know but man well Courtney I, I appreciate you coming on the show so much like I really I really do and I've been excited for this one because I love what you do and it was even better Thank to you. get to talk to you and, and have a good chat like that makes everything so much better to me like it, when I'm already into what someone does like and I always say like you know we didn't talk a ton about the band but like if people want to know what you do that side they can go listen to it and get their own experience that way and this is the whole idea of the show is kind of you know show someone in a light of who they are where you can spend more than 15 minutes delving into things and and just kind of chatting yeah instead of an interview how's the tour going how what'd you do to record this record you know like there's enough content out there or people can find what you do and and get pretty in depth into what you're doing which is amazing and uh but I'm glad this was just a a good conversation to where we just kind of got to know each other. And, and, uh, I really look forward to seeing you guys live in person, not just on video, but, um, you know, I
0: I hope that sooner than later, I
1: I would love
0: to come to to Portland. And then if we do, if we, you know, if we, if someone else gives us a chance and takes us on tour, then I, I hope we come to Portland and then we could, uh, have a live interview.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And let me know, you know, uh, Anything I can do to help, you know, uh, whether it's contacts in Portland uh, with promoters, other bands, things like that. You know, I've got a lot of connections that way, not just in Portland, but all over the place. But if there's something you're kicking around, shoot me a text, whatever. You know, I'm glad to help anytime. And uh, yeah, thank you. Honestly, you just
0: you just showing your your people at work our music is like such a like you can't buy that, you know. That sure. just that made me so that story made me so
1: happy well i throw it's it around just, all over that's, the place that's like I throw my it dream. to other bands throw it to you know like i always i've made a lot of friends through this show to where we throw music back and forth and and uh maybe we'll get something to happen who knows Thank <laughs> I, you. it speaks for itself though it's it, great it stuff. Works. So I, it works. I appreciate the time and uh what you're doing and and the fact that it inspired me is priceless and i i really appreciate that so Let's keep in touch and, and uh, like, like with all this stuff, I'll let you know when this is coming out and we'll go over artwork and stuff like that uh, for the episode. But, but enjoy the rest of yeah, your day. Yeah. I, and uh, just keep doing I what will. You're
0: doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change out of my bathrobe and slippers, I guess, and put on grown up clothes and maybe venture outside.
3: Perfect. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you have, you hope you have a great rest of your weekend. All right, you and thank you so much for giving me a call. I really enjoyed
1: that. Awesome. You bet. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All
0: right.
3: Bye.
1: Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Courtney LaPlante from spirit box. And I wrestled a bear once. What a fantastic chat. I loved that conversation. We had a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of different things, some crazy touring stories, all sorts of stuff. So uh, hopefully you guys got something out of that. I did for sure. And a uh, big thanks to Courtney for coming on. Check out spirit box right now. If you have not go over to Spotify and stream that shit. It is awesome. Um, and you can check out, she's got some awesome YouTube videos showing uh, studio footage. I mean, if you don't believe the vocals that are coming out of there, go watch it happen in front of your face. It's uh, it's, it's ferocious. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Courtney for coming on. Best of luck to you and uh guys thank you for coming back week after week this was a huge labor of love this took a lot of work to put out these 10 episodes in 10 days basically two weeks and uh i think you guys were enjoying it from what you have sent me um for feedback and the show is also doing well so thank you so much uh for all your help rating subscribing Definitely write in a review if you can. That's the best thing you can do for a podcast. Uh, if you can't do like a financial donation or anything like that, go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and review the show. Don't just put the star rating, but actually write a review because then when people go through and look at the show, they'll say, hmm, this looks interesting. Or maybe I'll check this out. But if they go through the reviews, just like on Amazon, uh, they see someone that really enjoyed it in a specific reason. They're more likely to check it out, and then they'll tell a friend about it, and that's how it works. And we've been doing this a few years, and the show is blown up like I could have never imagined. And uh, it's all because of you guys, and I appreciate that so much. So I am exhausted. I am going to get out of here, and we'll see you next week back on our normal weekly schedule once a week. And as always, guys, we'll see you on the radio.
2: Hey, this is Blasco, host of ManageMental, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. ManageMental brings you our takes on the modern-day music business and how we mentally approach the profession of management. Join Mike Mowry and myself as we cover hot topics in the industry, answer fan questions, provide insight on sales numbers, and showcase new music with a slant toward developing artists. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.